Hello, my name is Nikita Bhatt. I'm a urology registrar in the East of England Deanery. Today I'm going to be summarizing the 2019 NICE guidelines on the assessment and management of renal and ureteric stones. For patients who are presenting with a suspected renal colic or for a low-dose non-contrast CT scan urgently within 24 hours of presentation in adults and an ultrasound for pregnant women, children and young people. In diagnostic uncertainty after an ultrasound, you can consider a low-dose non-contrast CT scan in children and young people. To manage pain in patients with suspected renal colic, offer a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drug by any route as your first-line treatment, after which you can use IV paracetamol if NSAIDs are contraindicated or they're not giving sufficient pain relief, and lastly, you can use opioids if both of these are contraindicated or not giving sufficient pain relief. Don't offer antispasmodics. Consider alpha blockers as medical expulsive therapy in adults, children and young people with dysuretic stones less than 10 mm based on evidence that these may help with passage of these stones compared to no treatment and they also have some benefits in terms of hospital stay and pain. The surgical treatment is divided into renal and ureteric stones. For renal stones, you can consider watchful waiting if the stones are asymptomatic and less than 5 mm. For stones larger than 5 mm in size, have an informed discussion with the patient and involved parties about possible risks and benefits as these are more likely to have risks associated with watchful waiting. For renal stones that are symptomatic and less than 10 mm in size in adults or for ESWL as first-line treatment, consider urethroscopy or URS if there are contraindications for shockwave lithotripsy, they've had a previous course of ESWL that has failed or because of anatomical reasons ESWL is not indicated. Consider PCNL if ESWL and urethroscopy have failed to treat the current stone or they're not an option. For children less than 16 years of age, consider urethroscopy or ESWL as your first-line options. Consider PSPCNL if urethroscopy or ESWL have failed or for anatomical reasons, PCNL is more favorable. For renal stones between 10 to 20 millimeters, your first-line options can include urethroscopy or ESWL and PCNL if urethroscopy or ESWL have failed. For children, you can have any of the three options based on your clinical judgment. For renal stones larger than 20 mm, including staghorn stones, PCNL is the first-line option, with urethroscopy as an option if PCNL cannot be used. You can use either of the three modalities in children based on clinical judgment. For ureteric stones less than 10 mm, ESWL is first-line treatment, and urethroscopy can be considered if stone clearance is not possible within four weeks with ESWL, there are contraindications for it, the stone is not targetable with it, or a previous course has failed. For children and young people under 16 years of age, consider urethroscopy or ESWL. For ureteric stones between 10 to 20 millimeters, your first-line option can be urethroscopy. You can consider ESWL if the local facilities will allow stone clearance within four weeks, and consider PCNL for impacted proximal stones when urethroscopy has failed. For children and young people, consider urethroscopy or ESWL as your first-line options. In adult patients with ureteric stones and renal colic, offer surgical treatment including ESWL within 48 hours of diagnosis or already admission if the pain is ongoing and not tolerated or you think the stone is unlikely to pass. Based on the fact that these stones can be extremely painful and if left untreated can lead to a loss of kidney function. In renal stones, the timing of treatment for the uh, should be prioritized according to the nature and severity of symptoms. As no evidence of this was found in children, the recommendation is only applied to adults. 
Alpha blockers should be considered as an adjunctive therapy for adults having ESWL for ureteric stones less than 10 mm based on the fact that they may improve stone clearance and reduce the use of surgical interventions. Do not routinely stent your patients after you have done a ureteroscopy for ureteric stones less than 20 mm based on the fact that stents are associated with a lot of adverse events with no be benefit of the stent itself. However, you can consider stenting in some instances such as treatment anticipated further, evidence of infections, obstruction or a solitary kidney. Stone analysis should be considered in all adults with ureteric or renal stones and serum calcium levels should be measured based on the fact that there is a high prevalence of primary hyperparathyroidism in people with renal stones. Consider referring children and young people with ureteric or renal stones to a pediatric nephrologist or urologist with experience in this area for assessment and further metabolic investigations. It is important to discuss preventive therapy in the form of diet and fluid intake with patients and their involved parties. Adults should be drink, advised to drink 2.5 to 3 litres of water per day and children and young people 1 to 2 litres of water per day depending on age. Adding fresh lemon juice to drinking water has the benefit in terms of urine calcium and pH. As it is high in citrate, it can lead to higher concentration of citrate in the urine, which may stop the calcium from binding to other stone constituents and prevent stone formation and recurrence. Patients should be advised to avoid carbonated drinks, adults to have a daily salt intake of no more than 6 grams, and children and young people no more than 2 to 6 grams. Calcium intake should not be restricted but maintained to a normal intake of 700 to 1200 milligrams for adults and 350 to 1000 milligrams for children and young people. Patients should be advised to maintain a healthy lifestyle and read the NICE guidelines on preventing excessive weight gain. Preventive medication can be considered in the form of potassium citrate for adults with a recurrence of stones that are predominantly over 50% calcium oxalate. In children, Calcium oxalate stones with hypercalciuria or hypocitrateuria can consider potassium citrate. This can help with recurrence of these calcium-based stones. However, there is concerns with increased levels of potassium in the blood, but the benefit of this treatment outweighs the risks. Thiazides can also be considered in stones that are over 50% calcium oxalate and hypercalciuria in adults after you've restricted their sodium intake to no more than 6 grams a day. The committee can make no recommendations on allopurinol or combined therapy of allopurinol and thiazides because of lack of evidence. This is the end of the summary of NICE guidelines and I hope this was useful. Thank you very much for listening.